All right, it's that time again where we bring the prince. I don't know if they called him the Fresh Prince Sobayeni, uh, but he's here. <laughs> uh, telling us a little bit of good news, though, because we, we always try, you know, in, in our bid as well to keep you abreast with what the youngsters are doing in Europe. Uh, tonight, the focus is on the KZN Academy graduate, uh, Usbusiso Shibane, uh, who left the trials at Sporting Lisbon in Portugal uh, back in 2017, but ended up signing uh, for rivals, Victoria Centobal, on January 2018. Uh, so, Prince, good evening, welcome. Um, good evening, Tarop, and go see um, Hey, as you can see, we've got a we've got a new jumbo jet here in studio, my friend. So we're just navigating our way through it. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be a safe landing. So far, so good. Uh, we are across the Atlantic Ocean right now. But how do you go with the intention of going to Sporting Lisbon and end up at Victoria Centre, especially because they're rivals? Yeah, look, it's football. Yeah. Um, I think. Look, if you leave South Africa at a very young age. You go overseas, you're looking for an opportunity to play football overseas. Um, you're called by, you know, a, a big club like Sporting Lisbon to come for trials. Uh, when you get there, you know, you trial, you impress. But you know how these things go. You know, you, you look at the possibilities of developing yourself more. You look at the possibilities of getting into the first team um, much earlier. You look mm -hmm. at all those aspects. And then after that, you know, if um, there's Sporting and also there's Vitoria that's looking at you, um, to sign you up and you basically think about I, I think also it also goes to um, with the agent uh, what are the negotiations you know sometimes you can go there you impress but negotiations uh, fall through yeah. and all of those things so I think yeah they opted for for Victoria I think for me when I was, think, I was looking at it obviously you don't have in-depth you know um, knowledge of what exactly happened there but I think for me he wanted to start a, a club that's a bit smaller than sporting and then you know he work his way up from that club Hmm. And I mean, when he got there, it, it was a case of a trial. He had to go through the trial period. They had spotted him, but obviously they they, they need to, like we've seen with a lot of the KZN Academy players, you know, they, they they go there, they get signed up, they get put in a program, and some are sent off um, on some form of. Well, I don't even say it's a free trial, but they get sent on a on a loan period to another club to get regular game time as well. What was the journey like, Fosbu? Yeah. Yeah, you look for Spoo, um, you know, obviously graduated from the academy. Um, we've seen the academy producing players. I think every transfer window, especially the June transfer, transfer window, you know how busy it gets mm. um, when it comes to KZN Academy. They produce, you know, um, a number of players, not one, not one, not two, you know, over five players per, you know, per, per, per window. So which is a lot of work, you know, a lot of work. And to do that consistently and as they've been doing over the years, it's quite amazing. So Spoo was one of those players that, you know, they... Um, they they sort of ironed out. They they worked on him. They sent him on that loan. A sporting was it that loan? Um, stayed there. Sporting impressed. Uh, but you know, because he was still you know younger, young. Mm -hmm. You know, he went in 2017 for the trial, and he could only went go back to Portugal. You know, in January, and that's when he, he decided to sign for for Vitoria, and he stayed with Vitoria. Um, uh, played with the under 23s uh, for Vitoria and was sco scoring goals against you know Benfica B and so forth. Um, and then in June, um, decided to, in June last year, in that window, decided to then cross over now to, to put him on Monense, Monense. Mm -hmm. so which is where he's playing now for the under 23s. Um, eh, and I also think that move was more or less about you know development, yeah. 
um, and you know trying to fight hard to get that first team, you know that first team spot, and he's doing so well as a regular now. At Portimonense, he's doing well, and definitely this is definitely his last uh, four months, five months with the, with the B team is definitely going to the first team. And it's amazing though, because when you look at the KZN Academy players that have uh, gone to Portugal and, and done great things, I mean names like Abo Tabotele, Cole Colbert, um, Uspepelo, Stole, Romario Morris, uh, Sipombele. I mean, the list is endless. What are they doing there? Oh, it's endless, Darob. You know, it's it's what I was saying. You yeah. know, it's what we've been arguing that, you know, we need to, I think we've not been getting the formula right. Um, you know, South Africa, I would say we're a country of extremes. So we, we want things to happen now and they must happen now the way that we imagine them. Yeah. I think, you know, in our football, we come from a stage where we were winners. We started, you know, being winners. We went up and the power so high that, as South Africans, we got used to, be, to to being winners, and now you know our football sort of took that downward spiral, and we 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 just we just don't seem to come to that reality that look now we're down. We need to find the right formula to take us up because we don't want to say, commit the same mistake of going up and and, and coming down again. So with what Kazanian Academy is doing, taking these players at a young age taking them through um, second division teams, third division teams, eventually they graduate. They take them very young, 18, 17. That's when they take them. They graduate by the age of 20. They're already fighting for the first team and they'll, they'll probably play for the next 15 years till they're 35 in, in Europe. That's what we need. We've not been doing the formula right. You take someone who's 25, 26, 27, mm. they go there, they stay for a season, they're back because they can't deal with everything that's happening there. So let's, if we take them young, as KZN Academy is doing now, and the rest of the academies, uh, which I, I think I must, you know, congratulate them and say that, you know, the, I think this is the correct formula. They are taking the... Tawaktel has been in Portugal for, for, for some time now. He was with a third division team. Mm -hmm. He was part of the team that promoted that team. After that, he was bought by uh, Benfica for five years. If you remember that deal, that... Tawaktel was bought by Benfica in Portugal for five years after going from that team that was playing in the third, second division. And, you know, after that, he decided, you know what, maybe let me give myself one more season to develop. Then after that, I'll be, I'll be 21. Let me go to the top flight. And then from the top flight, I've got 14, 15 years of playing football. What more do you have to lose? So I think if you get that, that, that proper formula, which is what Kazan Academy is doing, Pepe, and there's so many of these players, most of them are 19, 20, uh, uh, 18, they are in the P-teams. Look, season or two, we'll be talking something different. It'll be Champions League material. All right. I mean, we managed to get a Spusiso's goal against uh, Benfica. Um, so, yeah, let's listen in. David Tavares, again, fechar bem and win the football with a lateral Entramos nos últimos últimos 5 minutos da primeira parte no Complexo Municipal de Atletismo e o golo! Que grande desatenção da defensiva do Benfica! O Vitória, por intermédio de Chibuzizo Chiban, uma ideia ter sido o seu número 9, a concretizar o empate aos 41 minutos. Vamos lá ver, lançamento de Daniel Afonso, muito longo, Bem, a facilitar... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a proud moment for anybody when you when you score against a, a big name like Benfica, and it so happened uh, for Usbusi Soshiban. Yeah, it's what it's what dreams are made of, you yeah. know. 
um, you know, we can't even hear the, the language, you know, it's Portuguese, you know, Portuguese, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but look, it's quite wonderful to have, you know, our players doing what he's doing right now, yeah. you know, scoring against those. That's what, you know, his life is going to be like for a very long time. Sooner than later, he'll be scoring against Barcelona, Real Madrid, or playing for them. Um, the way that he's going about, you know, um, his business at the moment, you know, it's not like he's there adding numbers. He's the star striker there in that team. It might be a big team. He's 19. Um, how many 19-year-olds locally are lighting up the PSL? We don't know. Yeah, that is the big problem. And hopefully he'll, he's going to be lighting up one of our national teams as well, uh, keeping an eye on him. So he, we'll chat to him one of these days. Uh, so we just thought, you know what? We'll give you a bit of a profile. We'll tell you about him because right now we're going to be moving all the way up to the UK. And uh, as you know, football has got its own fair share of ambitious offspring. Uh, boys that are brought up feeling the same passion for the sport as their fathers. And the whole phenomenon is easy to understand. I mean, the natural inclination to want to follow uh, in the, your father's footsteps, magnified by hearing his name chanted. And uh, I suppose many, many different tones by stadium crowds. Um, and I suppose the name is like a, a stamp that carries genuine weight uh, that can often uh, make it very heavy to bear the, what, he's what, 19 years old? Tyreek Bartlett, all too familiar with the weight of like father, like son headlines. I'm sure he's tired of that by now. Uh, signed by the Newcastle Football Club Academy at the tender age of 17. And like you say, again, Prince. They don't waste time. 17, signed up. I kept bugging his dad to say, you keep telling me that your son is over at Newcastle. When are we seeing him play? And I watched Newcastle yesterday. My goodness. I don't think they're going to be anywhere near relegation. They play beautiful football. Tell me more about this young man. Yeah, um, Tariq. Uh, you know, the, the, the same name <laughs> uh, yeah. speaks volume, volumes in, in South African football. You know, um, the son of our legend, Sean, um, actually started playing at um, an academy in, in KZN, actually, Mazimtoti yes. Academy. Yeah, there's an academy called Mazimtoti. And then from there, he then went on to play for Tux. Um, then from Tux, he went on, on, on trials with in Newcastle, where he was trialed for, I think, two, two, three weeks. And then, yeah, he impressed, and they signed him. And luckily, he has a European passport, so we don't have to worry about the Pasipesitao situation with yes. him. Um, so it's, it's, they signed him up, and yeah, he's there with them now, um, with the with the B team, under twenty threes. Um, I, I think mm -hmm. this language of under twenty threes B team, you know, um, we must start getting used to it, you know, because that side under twenty threes is the B team, and we just yeah. call it the B team. So yeah, he's with the B team that side now. Um, you know, and he had an unfortunate, you know, injury, you know, that took him out for your know, for 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 over three months. Yeah. Um, he just returned now into playing football. I think about. Um, exactly a month ago or a month and a couple of weeks yeah and yeah he's since uh, started playing and he's, he's scored a goal he scored a goal actually last week um, Tyreek so he's, he's fully he's back he scored a goal Tyreek <laughs> tell me about that goal yeah. good evening good evening Rob good evening Prue <laughs> it's been a while man I think the last time I saw you I was complaining about how tall you had become uh, how physically stronger you had become and uh, congratulations yeah. man on all the good things you injury free now I take it Yes, I am injury-free. I've been training. Tell me about the goal. Um, well, we were playing Reading away. I didn't start the match. I came on probably the last 15 minutes or so. And it was just, they were coming full force at us. And it was 94th minute. We got on a counter-attack. Someone played the ball down the line for the winger. A winger crossed it in. And I tapped it in. So I just made sure I was there. And... Just get that weight off my shoulders, really. 
So I'm just really happy to score my first goal now. Uh, back from injury as well. Just lift up my confidence, I guess. Confidence indeed. I mean, scoring in the first 30 minutes of a game uh, should signify something. And for those who are hearing of you and hearing your voice for the first time, though, you're a striker. Yes, I am a striker. All right, so you carry on from where Dad left off. Uh, I hope to go even further than where he left. That's what you told me the last time, and I'm glad you still keep to the same um, <laughs> to the same modicum of what you were talking about then. Were you at the game last night, Newcastle? Yes, uh, I was at the game uh, just underneath the away fans uh, stand, and well, just like the atmosphere is absolutely crazy. The football they played was probably like inch perfect, to be honest, and just to watch it, it gives you more motivation to keep working and get yourself out there. Yeah, that's why I was saying that I, I don't see this team uh, being fighting for relegation this season uh, for whatever reason, because last night, like you say, the crowd uh, was insane. The football was ridiculous. The the quality of the goals was something to really aspire uh, towards, though. I would ask you to stay on the line, though. Uh, don't go anywhere, Mr. Bartlett. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And obviously, after the break, we continue our chat here. Uh, we do have Prince Obayani in studio. Uh, we're going to chat to Tyreek Bartlett. If you want to have a question thrown at him, 060584 Double two five zero. Uh, that's our WhatsApp voice note all round. So looking forward to a conversation. It's amazing. Hey, father and son. Hashtag NSW. All right, a big question is, are you a grade 12 learner and ready for the metric journey? Worry not to the SABC Education Virtual Academy, which is an online school, is here for you. Server offers a world of support for metric learners in key learning areas such as math, science, life, science, accounting, as well as English. And for this and more, you can log on to server.co.za. Don't miss out. It's a proud initiative by the SABC Education, enriching minds and enriching lives. All right, talk about enriching lives, yeah, chatting to uh, one and only Tyreek Bartlett, who's all over uh, in the UK as we speak, a Newcastle United striker chatting to us exclusively right here on hashtag MSW. When you look at what's happening around, and now that you've found form, you're scoring again, uh, Tyreek, the under-20 World Cup, just, what, about three months away, is that something you look at potentially, possibly, as being a part of? Yes, uh, I think just representing your country in general at any age group or any competition is a huge aspiration for any young player that's eligible. So that is on my mind, obviously. I just want to make sure that I'm confident in how I play. I'm just consistent with it, really. Just getting back to that, really. And are you keeping up, though, keeping abreast with uh, all that has been happening? It's, it's been a wonderful time here for South Africans and for Coach uh, Tabo Sanong, given the fact that we are able to qualify. I mean, Tariq, this is something that we struggle at at Bafana Bafana level uh, to go to major tournaments. And here's the under-20s with the wonderful chance of going to a World Cup. Uh, yes, I have been keeping up. I have Prince as well always sending me updates, so that's also good. Um, I've seen the groups, uh, who's in the group as well, and it's a pretty tough group, but I mean, the competition is always good when it's harder. So just want to make sure that I put myself in a position where I see myself at that under-20 World Cup because that can um, bring more opportunities as well. 
I think it is about opportunities. Prince is here alongside me, and um, I'm sure you want to ask a question or two, Prince. Um, yeah, sure, Ty. How are you? How are you? I'm good, thanks. Well, no, I'm doing good. You know, just on that, you know, national team, you know, a discussion. I just want to check because um, I remember you you were part of the under twenty setup in in the past. But I just want to check, perhaps, when was the when was the last time? You know, is there any contact between you and the association and uh, stuff like that? They keeping you know um, proper tabs on you? Are they you know? Is there any communication with regards to your progress and everything like that? I know that you just came from injury, but um, is there any consistent you know communication? Um, that is there between yourself and you know the coaches and the association. Uh, no, I'm not not sure about that. I just remember the last time I was called up. We actually had the camp in England as well. Mm. So, but since then uh, we had a break. Obviously, when the season finished, came back in training, um, and then I, I got injured. Started the season, so there hasn't been anything yet. Sure. I mean, does does that worry you somehow, or your focus is, is solely trying to, you know, get back into action given the the long layoff and try and be a regular for your club? You mean the thought of not making it? Any, yeah, yeah. I, I know you're an ambitious man, so I'm just throwing that right in. Uh, uh well, yeah, there is that thought, but to be honest, I'm I'm a man of God, so I walk I walk in faith. To be honest, so I just make sure I'm prepared for any situation. And when opportunity comes, make sure I'm ready. How far do you think you are from moving from the under-23s, as you call it, the reserve team, uh, to getting into what you witnessed yesterday as part of the first team? Um, well, anything can happen, to be honest. Uh, situations where a player gets injured if you're needed, or if you're in good form, and you, you, you train well as well, so... Right now, I'm just getting back into back into training, working on my confidence, on simple things, uh, really, and just making sure I'm ready. Oh six oh five eight four double two five zero. That is the WhatsApp voice note. Uh, we're chatting to Tyreek Bartlett, Newcastle United striker. Uh, also, you know something that he gets told about all the time. Yo, Sean Bartlett's son. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you're sick and tired of that now, Tyreek, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I heard that from birth, so. <laughs> well, that's that's the standard the old man set for you, man. And we and, and I'm glad that you still want to surpass uh, all of his, you know, major work and top goal scorer yeah. then uh, for Bafana Bafana as it was before Benny McCarthy decided to mess up with that record, etc. Oh. <laughs> but w- 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 when you look at a guy like Rafa Benitez, does he take keen interest? Do you guys interact? Does he form part of your, your training sessions, maybe looking potentially of who he can promote? Uh, I'm not too sure about the managerial side, but I mean, certain people may train whenever. If you call up the day before to go train with the first team, just gotta just be consistent in training with under 23s, really, and just show your your passion, your ability, and willing to learn. And I guess anywhere that will take you further in life. Yeah, that's brilliant, you know, um, you know, and just to think of, you know, um, the level, like you were saying, the atmosphere, you know, the game last night was just, you know, amazing. But uh, what, how, what are the tactical aspects, you know, when it comes to our football here in South Africa and that side, what, what are the differences uh, that, you know, when you arrive that side, you know, you, 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 you noticed, what are, the, what are the differences that you noticed between um, the way we play 
um, and the way that you know the way things are done this side and the way things are done that side. What is what are the main differences and and stuff like that? Um, well, there's a lot of money being used in football here, and it's being put into all aspects. Really, that's whether you're watching yourself train every day, uh, your recovery process, um, education as well. So just like professionalism in all aspects in football on and off the field um and that that influences everything to be honest and that improves it as well well i mean when you talk about that that should be a, a huge motivating factor for you um and you know what newcastle is one of those teams and historically yeah they, they got the dump they were promoted well relegated to the championship coach stayed with them, got promotion through uh, back into the premiership, which augurs well. And, you know, for the life of me, I just get a sense that the, the, the manager wants to achieve with this team what maybe nobody else thought would be possible. And that is for him to lead it into either a Europa League winning team or a, a, a team that gets into the Champions League. I mean, I, I don't know what the vibe is there, uh, out there, Tyreek. I mean, is, is that something that you pick up, given the ambition of the man? Um, uh, to be honest, yeah, we we don't set any limits to ourselves here, um, whether it's under 23, whether it's in the first team, because right now, we're, we're in a good position in the under 23 league. Yeah. I think we're third as well. We're, we're in the Senior Cup as well. We're in the Premier League Cup. Wow. Um, we qualified for that. So it's just setting high standards from early age group, I guess, and just taking that mindset with you if you get the opportunity in the first team that, you know, we're trying to do the most that we can. When, when do you get to play against Leeds? When did we? Yeah. Uh, we played Leeds, I think that was... Two nights ago. Because they're a very strong team now. I think a lot of people had written them off. Yeah. Uh, that was that was in the Premier League Cup. So, <coughs> sorry. Yeah. We qualified for the next round already. Beautiful. Just, uh, just wanted to win, obviously. And then they won 3-1. And we played them away as well. They had a lot of uh, support. And, yeah, we just we lost that game. But I think that, that was our third defeat. In 20 games, mm. so just the standards are really high up here. Yeah, man. You know, um, yeah. You know, uh, we 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 like the things that we're hearing, Ty. You know, which means you're doing a good job and you're part of a good team. You know, with regards to Leeds, um, you know, there's a striker there uh, called uh, Max McMillan. Um, is is actually 16. Is 16, turning 17. Is a striker there for 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 Leeds under 20. Um, playing for 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 Leeds. I don't know if you know about him. He's also South African. Is it? No, um, I don't see him in under twenty three side now. Yeah, I know he's part of. You know, he's still fairly. You know, he's only sixteen, turning seventeen. But yeah, apparently oh, he's yeah. doing very well that side. So hopefully, you know, you guys will you know, when you play these games, you'll be able to meet and interact and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. you're doing a good job that side. You know, you must keep it up. Cheers. Thank you very much. What's the socialization like over there? Because I mean, we keep updating our listeners with all the players from SA that are there. Do you, do you know a lot of the guys that are there from South Africa or are you just trying to keep your head focused on the current job at hand? Uh, well, I knew of Sif, uh, who plays for Southampton. We knew each other before we both were called up 
for national team. Um, we met before that, so I've spoken to Sif before, and I've I've come into contact with a few other players as well. Like there's Nick Tavares, there's Caps uh, Masiko, um, yeah Kaya as well. So and that's that's all through Prince as well. He just made me aware of this. I mean, I wasn't really searching other players. Obviously, I was focused on myself. But it's, it's good to know that there's other South Africans out here that are making it as well because it just brings more motivation and encourages the country and the youth as well that they could possibly come overseas. What lies ahead for you? I mean, uh, this coming weekend, what's the program looking like, Tyreek? Well, we have a match this Friday, so we, we, we have quite a few matches, like eight or so matches just this month mm-hmm. or this coming month. And let me just check who we are playing. We're playing Fulham away, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a league match. So that's this coming Friday, yep. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, ultimately, just um, as as we depart from our conversation, what is it ultimately for you, given the amount of time you, you've spent uh, in the UK, how long it's taken you, you know, as much as you're still a youngster, uh, to keep knocking and knocking and, and getting your opportunity, scoring again. What's the ultimate yeah. dream for you? Ultimate dream? Well, I want to. I want to play Premier League. I want to play Champions League. I want to play in the World Cup. I want to just do so much, but at the same time, you just got to focus on the now <laughs> and being prepared for it. And I think that's what what I'm doing really good at, and just being professional in everything that I do. Um, so yeah, there's a whole list of things that I want to do, mm. but just being prepared for those situations. I mean, always and forever. But I mean, Bafana Bafana, an early start. I always use, and fairly so, maybe Raheem Sterling from England as, a, as such a, an achiever uh, who at a very young age is, you know, already knocking on or surpassing as far as league representation. Hey? Pardon? I'm just saying for the for national team, Bafana Bafana, that would be another thing top of your mind, right? Well, yeah, we'll see, see what happens in the future, to be honest, because Certain things are in my control, so I just want to make sure wherever I am, I'm just in a good place on the the best possibilities. And obviously, Bafana, my dad plays for Bafana, so South Africa, that's that's where my heart is right now. So, yeah. And Dad, when when was the last time you spoke to him? And what, what, what did he say? I mean, when you scored that goal that we spoke about earlier, was he one of the first people that you called and, and told about it? Yeah, uh, we spoke a few days ago, actually. But they, my mom and dad, they just they always tell me they're like, staying up late trying to see the, the Twitter notifications on what's happening. And... I didn't get to call them straight after the match because it was pretty late this side. But I called them the day after. <coughs> but just to hear the reactions and everything, it's, uh, it truly builds you up even more and just know what you're representing, I guess. He would and still is your ultimate hero? Uh, yes, he is. No doubt. And there was never pressure, though, because that's what everybody keeps asking, you know. 
If, if, uh, if Yeah, like if Tiger Woods, uh, those Tiger Woods Jr., you know, would he want to try and emulate dad and surpass dad and so on? The word pressure never really crossed your mind, did it? Well, uh, internally, I guess it did. But my dad, my dad never put pressure on me to do anything. Um, so I think it was just more myself, putting pressure on myself, kind of, growing up. But as I grew up, I just kind of matured, I guess. And there's always going to be pressure from the outside. Critics, um, fans as well, saying what they want. And you just got to take it on the chin, I guess. But I think the biggest thing was dealing with the pressure from inside. Because I knew that I was no pressure from my family. Um, yeah. I want to wish you everything of the best, man. I think you remain uh, one of the shining stars. I do believe, though, we've got a quick voice note that we can play for you while we uh, say goodbye to you, Mr. Bartlett. Let's hear what right. one of our listeners has to say. Uh, good evening, Robert, and uh, good evening to your listeners as well. This is Karawa from Major. And look, I think for me, this is just a, a you know, a comment from the bosom of my heart. You know, I mean, the, the work that you do in terms of, uh, you know, trying to to bring out South Africans that we didn't know about out in Europe. It's an absolute peach of a of a job you're doing. You know, I, I think you should also, uh, you know, if you don't mind, work as a scout for South Africa. I mean, the work that you're doing, Robert, uh, alongside your team. I mean, the likes of Beverly and so forth. You know, it's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so very much, Rob. Uh, I truly, truly do appreciate the work you do i'm sure other south africans are also appreciating the work you do thank you so very much rob uh, absolutely delighted with the work that you're doing in terms of you know unearthing south africans that we didn't know about out in europe thank you so very much rob and to your team as well without a doubt thank you thank you very very much all right i think Tariq's disappeared i think that's where the noise was coming from all right um not the best way to end the chat but uh, i think we get the vibe there coming through it's all a lot of work that Prince does. Prince Abayani, thank you so much indeed for linking us up again with some of these would-be future superstars. And I know that Dad, Sean Bartlett, is listening, has been listening, and he remains equally proud of his son as well. So please do help Safa. We've got so much talent that's spread across the entire world to bring them together. Uh, uh, thanks, Darob. You know, um yeah, as always, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, at the end of the day, I think um, it comes from the bottom of my heart as a South African who you're basically appreciating, number one, other South Africans that are doing great things out there. And secondly, you know, um, it's an issue of helping South Africa for, for us as a, as a national team, as a country, to be able to do all, especially at a national team level. So if we have players that are playing at the highest level, um, that are unknown at this age, you know, it's sort of to say here are the players, but uh, the players must go through the right pathway, you know, mm -hmm. before they, they we go to 2022, 2026 and um, 2030, you know, World Cup. So th these are the players that are going to be playing in those World Cups. So we're just trying to do our best and we hope that, you know, uh, Safa will be able to help Safa, you know, they, and they'll be able to uh, use the information adequately. Oh, man. It's amazing, you know, just listening to Tyreek and as a football lover, I'm, I'm just like in awe of, 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 of what he's done. And I think a lot of people will get to see him. Um, you know, I've had the privilege of knowing him, obviously, through 
his dad from a very young age and he would come uh, with his dad to the studio when we would analyze games with its Champions League etc uh, you know he was an ever present a, a real staunch uh, football lover he talks football and just seeing him grow to be the man that he is uh, today is, is something to behold and uh, we certainly wish uh, Tariq Bartlett everything of the best thanks Prince thank you Darob thank you very much